we exalt your name. So Lord, we call upon you at this preaching moment that God, you might get the glory out of everything that's said, that's shared, everything that's been studied. God, thank you for the voices and the, and the music. Thank you for this moment of worship. Lord, I pray, God, for these people under the sound of my voice. God, that they may hear a word from you. I ask, God, that you be with Brother Taylor this, this week. And Lord, be with Sister Taylor. We ask this, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, I'm getting some echo. Uh, let's let's not have echo. I'm not I'm not rapping. <laughs> you got the thing over there? Yeah, yeah I'm I'm getting some feedback. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, enlarge my territory, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Amen. Bless me indeed. I've been, I went to the beach um, this past summer and it struck me that when they went on the beach, uh, sand, sand is cheap. You can just grab a whole bunch of sand in your hand for nothing. Doesn't cost you anything to take the sand, put it through your fingers. But if you take that same sand and bag it, Lay it on the playground. It has a cost. If you take that same sand and um, glue it to paper, then it has another cost. If you take that same sand and heat it and take it through a process and, and attach it to a computer chip, it's now worth hundreds of dollars. On the beach, it's free. And on the beach, it gets laid on and stepped on and, and watered down. But if you take it off the beach and put it in a bag and it has value, if you, if you take it and put it on some paper and glue it on paper, it has a value. It, 
And if you take it and heat it and process it and attach it to a computer chip, it has another value. Somehow, we have to see that maybe our value changes once we are taken out of the common, the familiar, and the ordinary. Because as long as you're in the common, the familiar, and the ordinary, you get stepped on, laid on, and watered down. Your value changes as your purpose changes. Therefore, if you want some value, you've got to have a purpose. Otherwise, you get laid on, stepped on, and watered down. And you get laid on, stepped on, and watered down for free. But when your purpose changes, your value changes. And maybe, just maybe, you have discovered your value because you haven't um, moved out of the familiar. And perhaps the reason why God keeps us alive is to move us out of our familiar and, 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 to, and so that we can understand and have a value that increases with our purpose. Jabez is a man who discovered an increased value once he decided to shift out of his ordinary and his familiar. He's only mentioned here, y'all. His name does not appear any other place in the whole Bible. And strangely enough, the historical backdrop of this passage finds us at a time and a season when King Cyrus, who's king of all Persia, declared an edict to release the children of Israel out of Babylonian captivity. And, and he allows them to go back to Jerusalem and reestablish their lives. The issue with these people that came out of slavery in Babylon were not the people who went into slavery. Those people died in slavery. These people who are coming out of slavery are slavery's children. These are those who were born in Babylon and, and now have no sensitivity to God's history with his people. The only, the only thing they knew was slavery. And, and this king has released them to go back into Jerusalem to re-engage their lives. And they have no familiarity with God who brought them out of Egypt. Through the wilderness, into Canaan. All they know is slavery and bondage. And thus it becomes a challenge for them to re-engage their lives under the obedience of a God who permitted them to go into slavery in the first place. Now they're struggling to, to re-engage with God because it was God who put their parents in slavery, and so they've got to be able to reestablish not just their lives, but now their faith. How are we going to reestablish our lives, our homes, and our people when they have been decimated? 
And God moves on the heart of the king to allow some resources from the royal treasury to be reinvested in the building of the temple. And when they got there, the first thing they did was not reconstruct their homes, they reconstructed the temple. And somehow they were practicing the principle that we ought to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all of his righteousness and all this other stuff will be added. Somehow they were convinced that God ought to be their priority and not their afterthought. So the king provides for them to be reestablished. And the writer of this book, which is in its in original form, was really just one book, not two books. This writer begins with a lengthy genealogy. And the first person in the genealogy is Adam. He is trying to establish that, that you, th these people coming out of Babylon back into reestablishing their lives are not just linked to Abraham, they are linked to Adam. And they're linked to Adam, that, which means that they have derived directly from God. He is trying to establish and teach them that, that in their effort to be restored, uh, they need to link themselves to God. And smack dab in the center of this genealogy. It is as though while he's writing this genealogy, the Holy Ghost arrests him to this person and this personality by the name of Jabez. Puts him right in the middle of the genealogy. Doesn't necessarily link him to anybody in the genealogy, but you and I know that historically that, that he comes from the tribe of Judah. And because he comes from the tribe of Judah, he's a member and a descendant of the people of Israel. Smack dab in the middle of this genealogy. He highlights one thing about Jabez, which is significant to his people. The writer is talking to a people who need to be reestablished and have their lives restored. And he takes pen to Pyrus and says, oh, by the way, let me hip you to a man named Jabez. This man, Jabez, was, was more honorable than his brothers, but, but his, his mother named him Jabez. Because she bore him with pain. He prayed to God and God granted his request. Um, Jabez, whose name means sorrow and pain. But when he prayed to God, he got an enlarged territory. A blessed life. A hand of God on him. And more honor. Whenever you read the Bible... You have to see it from the eyes and ears of the original audience. The writer here is saying to the people, while I'm trying to, to, to get you reconnected to God, let me stick Jabez in here. Because Jabez is an example of how God can put a good end uh, on a bad beginning. The writer is saying to the people, you excited about the beginning. But the Lord's assignment is for me to tell you uh, that it only gets better. 
because the end is going to be better than how the beginning started. That's God's word for somebody in here this morning. And here's the story. Uh, He says, I'm going to use Jabez. And what's so significant about Jabez is that Jabez is the first person in the book of Chronicles that calls on the name of the Lord. He's in the middle of the genealogy. He sticks Jabez right in the middle um, because somebody needs to know that there's a God who can take a bad story and and flip it uh, so that good comes out in the end. And you would never know that it started out bad. And if I could testify to you this morning, it's not how you start, it's how you end up. In other words, it don't matter what it looked like. <coughs> uh, my end is going to be better than my beginning. It, it, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And God is going to bless me Um, because I'm not just happy about the beginning because I already know how it's going to end. My end is is going to be better than my beginning. And Jabez is an example of how things can change when you call on God. Uh, Donnell, put, put this up a little bit for me. Uh, Donnell, (laughs) Donnell, (laughs) Aaron, tell Donnell to push this up. And Jabez is an example of how things can change when you call on God. And God uses this story for these generations of children coming out of slavery to encourage them not to give up too soon. And when you read the text, you can see how God has already set this thing up. Because the text puts the conclusion in the beginning. And when you see the end of the beginning, you ain't sweating all of the chapters in the middle because you already see the end. And because you can see the end, then you should know that it's worth getting up every morning to do what you got to do. Because, because you see the end, you, 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 when you know that it's going to end well, you, you ought to just feel like getting up and washing your face and, and putting some clothes on and brushing your teeth and, and, and combing your hair and, and, and handling your business because the end is already in your view. God has a way of letting you in on a future that no one else knows about. He, he lets you peek into the future while you're in the present struggling with the past. That's why believing in God is so great because God is, <clears throat> God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's got all power. He knows all things. He's eminent among us. He's transcendent above us. He knows how to be where he is, not and stay where he was. He's everywhere in the same time. He got power. He's El Shaddai, Elohim, and Yahweh. He's Jehovah all at the same time. He knows how to be everywhere even when he's not where you think he ain't. He knows how to be in hell and never stop being in heaven. And if God can do all of that, surely he can turn things around in your life. 
it might not have started the way that you like it, but the end is going to be greater than how it started. Jabez didn't have a great start, but he ended up being more honorable than his brothers. Now, the question staring at us this morning is, how did this happen for Jabez? Well, really, we can start with anything other than his birth because his birth is his beginning. Text says, uh, she named him Jabez. And, 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 and it's documented that she speaks in the first person. She says, I bore him with sorrow. Here she translates his name. Because <clears throat> in the Hebrew etymology, it means grief and sorrow and pain. She says, I named him Jabez because I bore him with sorrow. Now this is somewhat strange to me. Until you see it up against another passage. She says, I named him Jabez because I bore him with sorrow. Now, that's a problem for accurate exegesis uh, because it's inconsistent with every other birth. In Genesis chapter 3, after the fall, God issues a penalty. He, when, he gets, when, he, when he gets to Eve, he says, I penalize you by permitting you to have children in sorrow. But Jabez's mama says, I had this boy with sorrow. There's a difference between in sorrow and with sorrow. What mama is saying is, I gave him birth because there was some sorrow that came with me when he was being born. Every woman bores children and in sorrow, but, 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 but not every woman bears children with sorrow, with suggest. That, that, that there is some other issues going on in her life. During the time this boy was born, and she labeled him according to her issue. Every child is born in sorrow. That's God's punishment for every woman. But, but with sorrow means that, that, that some outside stuff was going on that, that she couldn't shake. And, and she put her problem on her son. So that every time somebody called this boy's name, they were calling him problem. When he went to school, they were calling him pain. When, when he played with his friends, they were calling him pain. Wherever he went, he was always associated with somebody else's pain. And because pain was associated with him in his life, she is the reason why she can't get delivered from her own pain. And every time Somebody calls that name. It brings back the pain that she thought she was trying to get rid of. Because every time you label your pain, you keep it alive. And some of us need to stop putting a name on our pain and start living our lives the way that God wanted us to live and stop perpetuating our pain. And when we really narrow this thing down, our problem is not 
our wives, our husbands. It's, it's not our bad breakups. It's not our man. It's, it's not our money, our problems. It's, it's, it's not our booze and, and, our, and, our, and our boys and our girls. Our problem is what we put in our mouth. And some stuff you got to let die and stop calling it by a name. If you wouldn't have never named it, you would already be over it. How, how do you handle life when you got to live with somebody else's pain attached to you? And this isn't even his fault. He has, he, 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 he has been attached and labeled by somebody else's pain. And, 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 and where, where did it change for him? She named some Jabez to perpetuate pain. And one day he, he, he woke up and called on the name of the Lord. One day he decided enough is enough. This is going to be the last day that I live with somebody else's baggage, somebody else's pain, somebody else's problem, somebody else's shortcomings, somebody else's history. I'm going to find my own purpose and, and, and it's not your pain and I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. And somehow Jabez realized that when you call on God's name, things in your life start to change. He called on the name of the Lord to deliver him for what his mama put on him. Now, now I'm going to say this. I just sniffed enough. I'm going to say this because I have to whether you like it or not. But it's going to free me up this morning. Some of you got a future. But it's your own family who got to who, who you got to be delivered from. Some of you got a future, but there's some generational behaviors and patterns and dysfunctions that you gotta break off in your life. If you ever wanna get rid of your pain, you gotta let them go. You got to let go of that stuff that your mama and your daddy put up on you. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, you got to be the one to declare, I ain't going to do this anymore. This is the last time. I ain't going to, I'm going to break with my family. I'm not going to perpetuate this stuff anymore. This mess is not going to follow me. And because it's my mama's issue, it ain't mine. I'm going to release myself from other people's pain that they try to put up on me. Just because your father was a rolling stone don't mean you got to be a rolling stone. Just because your mama talked bad about folk don't mean you got to be mean and carry her legacy. There's got to be somebody bold enough to say, Lord, you got to break me from this. You got to break me from what my own parents put on me. And do what you got to do in my life. Because his request essentially is, Lord, I want a better life than my own mama had. I don't want to be the next her. And she has put on me what, what, what I don't want my life to be. And that's what this text is all about. The breaking of generational pain. And thus... He prayed to God to give him a life that is opposite of what his name is. He said, Lord, you don't necessarily 
have to change my name. But change my life so that my life outweighs my name. He said, now, God, I got four things. I got four petitions that I want you to do for me. He said, number one, I want you to bless me. He said, God, bless me convincingly. Bless me indeed. Bless me so that nobody can deny that I'm being blessed. Bless me so much that even folk who know me and know my baggage, know my dirt, know my stuff, bless me so that they can even look at me and say, yeah, boy, he's being blessed. I got to have some indeed people up in this house. Bless me, Lord, indeed. God, bless me. Bless not just a little bit. Don't, don't, don't leave no point of error. Bless me indeed. Don't let anybody be confused about my blessing. No, bless me indeed. So when they look at me, my name changes from Jabez. That there's, oh, there's indeed over there. Bless me. What, what does it mean? What, what does it, blessing means to kneel. It means to kneel. It, 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 I told you before, it, it's the word Barak. It means to kneel. And when, 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 when you and I bless God, we kneel before God. But Jabez asked God to bless him. It, it was Jabez asking God to kneel his way. So when God blesses you, it's God sitting on his throne, but bringing his face forward so that he can, he can bless you. When God blesses you, it is God shining his face upon you. And that's why the benediction is, Lord, God bless and keep me. Lord, let your face to shine upon me. And it's in this picture uh, of God sitting uh, in heaven and leaning and kneeling before you on earth. And whenever God kneels and puts his face towards you, something good is about to happen. So, 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 so if he sticks his face into your issues, if he sticks his face into your job, Lord, stick your face in, into my household. Lord, stick your face right here. Lord, stick your face into this mess that I'm in. Lord, stick your face into my, into my issues in my church. Lord, stick your face here and bless me. Because there's some stuff I want out of life that can't nobody give me but the Lord. I want him to bless me because there's some things that's got to come from God only. I don't need to be blessed because I did some hookups. I ain't got to suck up to nobody. I, I, I ain't got to kiss nobody's behind. I, I ain't got to skin and grin for this. I ain't got to serve nobody for this. I ain't got to lose my dignity for this. Because what God blessed me with, he can do it and I don't have to lose my integrity doing it. Jabez said, Lord, bless me. And when you bless me, let it be an indeed blessing. Then he says, I don't want you to bless me and just bless me. He says, Lord, enlarge 
my territory. Listen, he did he 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 didn't say remove remove the borders. He he he, he said enlarge them. Listen, he, what he's saying is he's not saying God don't take away the limits. He says leave some borders so that I don't lose my mind with all the blessings that I'm getting. Lord, I'm, I'm not asking you to eliminate the borders. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to enlarge my territory. It means, church, expand what I have. In other words, the request is, Lord, give me more land. And more land means, check this, means more work. So, so what Jabez is asking God to do is, don't just blow up my name. Do something with my life. That's going to require me to work more for you. Because most people want God to, to do everything for them and do nothing in return. But, 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 but when God gives you something, you want rewards, but, but you can't handle all the rewards that God is going to give you. So God has to put some parameters around you. He said, Lord, do something in my life that's going to require more of me. You can't be jealous at the next person who got more rewards and, 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 and you ain't done no work to get yours. More rewards come with more work, y'all. You, 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 you want all of the glory, but you don't know the story. You don't want to put the work into it. He says, enlarge my territory. But here's, but, 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 but here's the blessing. Um, when you enlarge my territory... <laughs> When you enlarge my territory, uh, it shrinks my circumstances. Uh, let, me, let me, it shrinks. All y'all in the front row, um, y'all look at this pulpit. And, and, and the pulpit to you all in the front row is really big. Uh, but if you're in the back row, uh, because you're in the back row, um, uh, it ain't as big as it is in the front row. Because when, when your territory is enlarged, your problems get smaller. Because when he increases your territory, every devil seems smaller than it was before. Every, every issue becomes smaller because your view is bigger. And then when your view gets bigger, your territory increases and all the other stuff looks smaller. <laughs> all your bad circumstances get smaller because my territory is enlarged. <laughs> now check this, check this. When you get a larger territory, uh, you too busy for some people. You ain't got time to be playing games with folk. You, 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 you got more land to work. You, you, you ain't got time to be involved in somebody else's gossip and foolishness because you got more land to work. You, you ain't got time to be in other people's business and being nosy because you got too much land to work. You ain't got time to be figuring out what's going on in so-and-so's church. You got too much church to do right here. He said, Lord, bless me 
increase my territory. And when you do all that, don't leave me. He, he, said, he said, let your hand be on me. And Lord, if you bless me, you increase my territory and keep your hand on me. I, 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 I'm, I'm still prone to sin because I got more land and I got more space to mess up. In other words, you're saying, Lord, if you're going to give me some stuff on the outside, then, I, Lord, I need you to be more on the inside of me. And he says, Lord, he says, Lord, keep me from evil. Now, keep me from evil. You, you didn't hear what he didn't say. He said, Lord, keep me from evil. He didn't say, Lord, keep evil from me. He's saying, Lord, touch me on the inside. Because you blessing my life does not eliminate the proclivity that I have to do the wrong thing. The more you bless me, the more I'm prone to mess up. So I need your touch on the inside to keep me from doing evil. It's, it's, it's really a play on the road. To, it, it, he said, Lord, keep me from evil. And check this, that I might not grieve you. Now, isn't that interesting? The word grief is the same Hebrew word as his name. In other words, he's saying, Lord, don't let me become what they called me. Don't, don't let my mama be a prophet in my life. Don't, 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 don't let me relive what I came out of. Don't let me go back to the stuff that you brought me out of because I want more out of my life. And I don't want to have to deal with it again. Because after a while, I can't keep blaming my mama for my life. I, after a while, I can't keep blaming my daddy for my life. After a while, I can't keep blaming a white man for my life. I've got to take some responsibility for myself to do what's right. Because the next grief that happens in my life, I can't blame that on mama. It ain't daddy's fault. It's, it, 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 it's, it's what I've done for myself. And at some point, you've got to grow up. Take some responsibility for yourself. All right, I'm done. He says, he says, he says, he says, I want a blessed life. I want a life where God's hand is on me. And I want him to enlarge my, my territory so that my circumstances and my enemies will shrink. He says, I want God to bless me. Well, let me flip that around, Jabez. I want God to bless this church. 
I want God to bless this ministry. I want God to bless my work here. I want God to bless my wife and my children. I want God to bless you and, and to you. I want God to bless our young people. I want God to give us increase in every way. I want God to remove all this generational dysfunction. I want God to bring us out of sicknesses and bring us out of depression. I want God to break chains that have had us bound. I want God to break alcoholism and break all this generational pain. I want God to break generational shortcomings. I need restored families up here. In the name, he called on the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I need God to handle some stuff. I need the Lord to handle some things up here. God, hear your people, Lord. Bless us. Bless us indeed. And when you kneel on your throne, put your head. Bless us. Give us a clear understanding of what you want from us. Satisfy our souls. Speak to our hearts. Touch our mouths. Release us in joy. Revive us. Because, Father, we call upon your name this morning. That in the name of Jesus... Handle what the doctors can't handle. When my money runs out, handle that. When, 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 when my getting up has gotten up and left, handle that. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help do I know. I need more than a promotion. I need your hand on me. I, I need more than just a house. I need your hand on me. Open doors that's been shut on our face. Don't let my label be my legacy. Protect me. And in the name of Jesus, bless me. Bless my going out and my coming in. Lord, bless, bless me. Bless these deacons and bless these ushers and bless these ministers. Bless. Look over the finances of this place. Bless it. Remove the obstacles out of the way. Lord, bless us indeed. Bless us. And smack dab in the middle of those genealogies. Jabez has to be blessed. And the end of it is said. And the Lord granted his request granted his request it's amazing that when you go to God without all this stuff you want how God responds to your humility bless us indeed Lord let us be a place that you will be proud of Enlarge our territory. Not because we think we anybody, because we want to spread the gospel all over this borough. Give us all the things you have in store for us so that we can do the work of ministry. Let our history not be our hindrances. Lord, make us what you want us to be. Bless us indeed. Indeed. So when people look at us, they can say, yeah, the Lord's blessing them. 
And it won't be because of our money. It won't be because of our fame. It won't be because who was up in here. It ain't be going because we got dignitaries. It ain't because of all that. The Lord blessing them. Bless us indeed, Lord. Bless us indeed. Before we do an invitation, I want to do something. I'm going to call you up for a special prayer for those who need some generational stuff broken in their lives. You've been struggling with stuff that people put on you. It's time to break that stuff. Break the chains that have you bound. Mama put it on you. Daddy put it on you. Your aunties and uncles put it on you. And you've been carrying their stuff all this time. Lord, bless, bless me. Don't let the labels become my legacy. Bless, bless me. Free me up from this stuff. Come on. You need some chains broken. Come on. Don't be ashamed of this, please. The shame is people who know they need to, to be blessed and don't come. Come on, come on. Grab the hand of the person next to you. We all up here for the same reason. Lord we at this altar and Lord the reality is we don't want to be at this altar but Lord nonetheless we feel compelled in our souls to come to you asking you Lord to break chains that have had us bound Lord, asking you to break generational curses and generational dysfunctions and, and generational pains that have been placed on us. Lord, we didn't ask for it, Lord. We, we, did, we, Lord, Lord we, we, we didn't do anything to get it, Lord. They placed it on us. And Lord, we've been carrying this baggage all these years. And Lord, this baggage has interrupted our lives and it has tainted everything that we do. It says interrupted our relationships, made it difficult for us to have peace in ourselves. And Lord, we need a blessing from you. Because Lord, can't nobody break this but you. So, Lord, break these chains. Break these bounds, Lord. Let us not be enslaved by other people's stuff. 
give us a blessing, Lord, that, that folk will look at us and say, they blessed because the Lord blessed them. Bring us out of this, out of this depression and, and this worry and this anxiety, Lord. We didn't put it on ourselves. Free us up. So, Lord, we can call upon your name. And, Lord, don't just bless us. Let people see it. Let us not respond to the, to the labels they've given us. For, Lord, you've changed even our very names. Lord, you've changed the narrative about our lives. You've changed the history about our lives. Now let us not be ashamed that we've had to move away from that. Let us not be ashamed that we had to stop talking to some folk. We don't want to keep reinforcing this kind of pattern. But Lord, we ask this, Lord, not because we want to we want to just be broken Lord, we ask this, Lord, because we want to be freed up to worship you. Without all of this baggage we're carrying. Lord, these people are here for a reason. You know they've spoken to you about this. So, Lord, whatever their requests are, Lord, deliver them and free them, Lord. Grant them their request. Keep your hands on them. Enlarge their territories. Let their enemies be smaller than all the stuff that you give to them. And Lord, once you've done all that, let us not be ashamed nor afraid to bless you back. To call upon your name daily. Let, let us not be ashamed or afraid to shout your name and to celebrate what you've done for us. Let us not be ashamed nor afraid, Lord, to talk about your goodness and your grace. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel that frees us and breaks the chains. Touch them, Lord. And only a way that you can touch them, bless them, and only a way you can bless them, free them up. And Lord, we're just going to leave it right here at the altar. We're going to leave it right here. And when we leave this place, all that stuff stays right here. Take it. Let the Lord deal with it. And let's leave here free. Lord, we ask this, Lord, because we know you can do it. You've done it, you do it, and Lord, you continue to do it. We ask it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Free us in the name of Jesus. Bless us in the name of Jesus. Break chains in the name of Jesus. Give us new names in the name of Jesus. Let us not carry around the same painful legacies. In the name of Jesus. Break it. Release us. Free us. Bless us indeed. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Break it. <laughs> <laughs>